Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Braden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. Ritter on the slant. with his first career INT. This fourth quarter is one to forget for Arthur Smith and the Falcons. A lot of mistakes by Atlanta down the stretch. And for the first time in his career, both at college and the NFL, Desmond Ritter loses a home game. Welcome back to a victory week. The Washington Commanders beat the Falcons 24 to 16. This is Ron, and I will not be with Braden again this week. Braden is still away for work, so sorry, no Braden. But I'm here, and I'm going to give it to you 100, like always. Okay, Washington, I thought, played their best game, they win the game. 24-16, and we are now 3-3. Three and three. Is that good? Is that bad? Is that sad? I don't know. 3-3 three and three apparently is the best record that Ron Rivera has had here, and that's just 500. That, that's not really saying a lot. It's kind of sad in a way, right? Like 3-3, three and three, but whatever. Hey, look. New coordinator, offense, new quarterback. We know there's going to be learning curves. Unfortunately, it looks like the draft picks that Ron Rivera made have not worked out. Forbes did not play one snap, but yet the defense looked better than it has all season. Washington's offense, we'll start there. So this is the offense that I thought that Washington should be doing all along. They, they came out, it was, it was fast, it was slants, it was screens, it was, it was designed to get the ball out of Sam Howes, I'm sorry, Sam Howes, hand very quickly. And we finally featured Curtis Samuel. The offense, I thought, I thought this game kind of reminded me of the Denver Broncos game. We, we went out, I thought we looked really good. Not great, right? Like, we looked solid. Our offense looked solid. It looked good at moments. It kind of stalled at moments. And then it did enough to get the win. Our defense looked good. I thought our defense looked the best it has all season. That's probably the reason why we won this game. We got three interceptions on defense. Our defense, how about Casey Tuhill? Where has he been? 
He comes in and was a game changer. Casey Tuhill, man, what a game. I think Jack Del Rio went at one point to a five-man defensive front. A lot of people have been ripping Jack Del Rio, you know, fire Jack Del Rio, fire Ron Rivera. I've said it, right? Because I'm tired of seeing the same thing, the same thing, the same thing over and over and over again. Well, kudos, because this week I saw something that I haven't seen in a long time. I saw fire. I saw Ron Rivera running down the... Well, I saw Ron Rivera stepping towards the field of play and giving his boys, yeah, that's how you do it. Like, I saw fire there. I haven't seen it. The last pod I said, I challenge you to challenge everybody. Gosh darn it, if they didn't come out there and look like they were all fired up. I saw a Chase Young that I have not seen since the 2020 playoffs. Remember when we played Tampa Bay and the diving Heineke play and Chase Young runs on the field and he's pointing, Heineke, Heineke, right? He was engaged. He's with his teammates. He's on the field. Even when he's not in the game, he is engaged in the game. I saw that again this week. I don't know what happened. I don't know if somebody got in his ear. I don't know if he just decided, but something happened this week where they were all engaged. I saw the coaches yelling, cheering people on, dapping them up. I saw Chase Young which is a defensive player. He's running out there. He's telling his offensive players, like running down the sideline to give them a what's up, good job. They were all engaged. And that is a very positive thing. If they can continue that, that will build. But that's the key. Can they continue that? Will they continue that? Since Ron Rivera has been here, it's been the same. So here's my question. This week we're going to go out there and we're going to play the New York football giants. What Washington team are we going to get? Are we going to get this team? Are we going to get the team that went out there and played with intensity, played with fire, or are we going to get the what we've seen since Ron Rivera has been here? The one week you look great, the next week you go, what in the hell happened to the team I saw last week? Are we going to get the Thursday Night Bears team? That's the big question. You got to continue to stay motivated. You can't just be like, okay, that was a great win, yay. And then we're back to nothing. You can't. You can't do that. You have to continue to motivate. You have to continue to press. This whole game plan I thought was perfect. It was a fast offensive game plan, meaning get the ball out of Sam's hat. How get it get it out of his hands quickly. I don't care if it's a screen, 
I don't care if it's a run. You know, we had B-Rob running the ball nicely. Hey, how about our uh, rookie running back, right? We had all three running backs. We got Antonio out here. We we got everyone involved. We had the ball coming out pretty quickly, but I still want to bring up there are still the sack problems, but when you win, it's funny how when you win, you don't talk about that. No one's bringing up the fact that Sam still got sacked and is still on pace to have way, way too many sacks. You cannot continue an NFL career getting sacked like that. Injuries will happen. There will be a time when something happens. That's Russian roulette. If it's a running quarterback, if it's a quarterback in a pocket that's just getting hit, I don't care, whatever it is, if you're a quarterback and you're having a defensive lineman, whatever, somebody who is much larger than you, continue to fall on you. There's only so many times before something happens. So we have to fix that. You cannot keep going down that road. You just can't do it. There's no way it can happen. Our defense had three interceptions. And not only that, right? Once again, I think somebody talked to Chase or he just finally got it because not only was he enthused, but not only did he look like he was in it, not only was he cheering on his teammates, he actually did his job. How about that? Hashtag do your job. He didn't get a lot of sacks, right? Like the numbers aren't great, but do you know what he did? He did his job by he set the edge, meaning he didn't go wide. He didn't allow the quarterback to have an easy path to run. He stood his ground. So if he got blocked, he got blocked, but there was no running lane. And then do you see what happens? When you as a defensive lineman do your job, If you get the sack, you get the sack. But if you don't, if you don't allow those easy running lanes, and then if you can get pressure at the same time, you have a quarterback that's going to throw it before he gets sacked, and it leads to interceptions, three interceptions. Jamison Crowder. (laughs) Hold up. Jamison Crowder needs to get an applause, at least, right? Jamison Crowder breaks one. We haven't seen any kind of special teams breaking of anything lately. He breaks one, but I think the defensive lineman for the other team could have called him at this point. I don't know if my man age is not Maybe his strong suit, maybe he's uh, lost a step because I I feel like there was three players that were going to catch him before he made the end zone. But a great return. I still want to bring out that was a great return. But normally in the NFL, once you create separation, they don't catch you, right? Like, think about it. Think about the great ones, right? B-Mitch. 
Dion. <laughs> they don't catch you. If you're past them a yard, you're gone. And they caught them. But hey, congratulations. I'm still happy. We ended up scoring, so that was great. I just had to throw that in there. I got to poke at him a little bit. He got caught, but hey, great return. We had three interceptions by, I kind of, I don't know why that, that, that Kendall Fuller one just, wow. Like to me, that was the one, but no, we got, you know, St. Juice out there. He got one. And then at the end of the game, Jamin Davis gets one. They're all just as important, right? I mean, Four just came out of like nowhere. I mean, he planted, he read it, right? Complete great read job, breaking early, came out of nowhere and and got it. But it doesn't matter. All three are equally important. And for the first time this season, and it's kind of weird, right? I feel like we had more players on this defense starting that played on this defense last season. We got Curl out there. You got Two Hill out there. And yet, the players that are supposedly better than these players played the weeks prior, and the defense did not look as good as the defense did here. Maybe these are the more disciplined players. I don't know why they look better, but they did, right? Like, this defense reminded me of last year's defense. This defense, this was, in my opinion, the best this defense has looked all season. And if this is the defense that we get the rest of this season, then I think we will be back on my original 11-win prediction. Because I said all along, you got all these first-rounders, right? The defense has Jack Del Rio been around forever. The defense has multiple first-rounders all over the place. The defense is supposed to be the strength of this team, and yet they haven't been to start the season, but a Jack Del Rio defense normally starts to ramp it up right about now. Let's hope that continues because that defense will be a playoff defense. Sam Howell, once again, like I said, right, the sacks are still a major issue here. At some point, Sam has to realize this play has whatever, right? It's it's not going to work. Throw it out of bounds. I don't know that I've seen him yet just take a step back and just totally launch one deep and out of bounds because he's always looking to make a play. Kudos, I like that. I, I do love the mentality of I'm not giving up. But at some point, you have to realize that somebody has to tell them, one, you're hurting your team taking the sack. And two, you're going to get injured. And that hurts you, but it hurts your team as well. Because if you can't play because of an injury, you know what I mean? Like that's... That's where, at some point, you have to realize it's okay to just throw the ball out of bounds. That being said, his first 
seven starts in the NFL. Let me tell you that Sam Howe has the most passing yards as a Washington football player, right? Redskins, football team, commanders. He has the most passing yards, which is great. I mean, we are in a passing league. I see something here. If he could just fix, right, that one little thing, if he could just fix the holding it that one second too long, he's going to be a very successful NFL quarterback. I don't know why. Now we'll get into the what in the hell was Ron Rivera thinking? At the end of the game, time is running out. We are on defense. I believe the play clock at this point is like five seconds. Atlanta is not even lined up in their formation. They are not going to take the snap in time. There's no way. And even if they do, if you are on defense, the best thing you could do is you could want your offensive opponent to be rushing because if they don't have time to take the pre-snap reads, if they don't have time to set up, chances are that play will fail. And Ron Rivera takes the timeout. You helped Atlanta. Nobody, once again, talks about it because we won the game. But that's a big no-no. Like, what are you doing? You hold that. Like, you know, if your personnel's not out there, whatever your reasoning was for taking that timeout, I got it, right? Like, there could be a hundred different reasons. We didn't have the right personnel. Somebody was gassed. You know, whatever. We, we thought they were going to run this. You wait at least until they get into a formation. Like, until you know, okay, this team is going to run a play. And then you call the timeout. There was, like, you got it. Like, it's, it's, it's being aware of the time. It's being aware of everything. It's wait, wait, wait. You're on defense. You don't have to call the timeout right away. You can wait to the last second. And then you call it. You control that. Let, the, let them call a timeout. Once again, we won the game. We're not going to harp on it, but that was a big what-are-you-doing moment for me. I'm sitting here thinking, if this team comes back, man, like he's going to get ripped for that. They didn't, so nobody talked about it. The second, like, what are you doing? The Atlanta coach, what in the hell is he doing? There is 12 minutes and 38 seconds left in this game. You're down 24-16. to 16. And you're so that's an eight point, right? You kick the one point, you're only down by seven. There's no need to go for two. What, like, you want to be down by six instead of down by seven with 12 minutes left in the game? Once again, it's people trying to be smarter than everybody else, right? This game is very simple. Bill Belichick has won multiple, like, the Patriots, Tom Brady, Belichick, they kept it simple. And Bel yeah, Belichick's not doing great now because he doesn't have Brady. But the ideal, like his 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 thought process, and now you see it with 
these teams that win, they normally keep it pretty simple, right? And you look at the Eagles. They're successful right now. When it gets to short yardage, they just do a quarterback sneak. Like, they don't try to outsmart people. They just keep it very simple. So why are you, when you're down by eight with 12 minutes left, going for two? That didn't make any sense, but that helped us. So thank you, Atlanta. And then I want to say, what in the hell is going on with the NFL officiating? Come on, man. You got to get this right. Multiple times in this game, I'm screaming at the TV. That's a hold. He's grabbing Chase Young. That's a hold. He's grabbing Payne. He's grabbing Allen. Somebody. Atlanta was holding this whole game. And these officials never called one holding penalty. I don't know what they were looking at. You could clearly see. I mean, I think the one was like a face mask. His head went to the side. And they let it roll. And I'm sitting here. And actually, I think I put a tweet out where if I'm Ron Rivera, I'm getting thrown out of the game right now because that is total BS. I'm getting thrown out for sticking up for my team because you didn't have like it didn't happen once, it didn't happen twice. It happened three, four, five. It was multiple, multiple, multiple times where these officials were not throwing the flag for whatever reason. I don't know if they wanted Atlanta to come back. I don't know that, but what I know was this. It was clear that they were holding and or pulling face masks and whatever. It was dirty play and you were not throwing the flag and at some point you got to stick up for your team you got to go out there and you got to give them an air i i don't care if you get thrown out at that point right because then your teammate like your team is going to say he's got our back wow but at the same time you don't want fines i get it i get it but i was livid sitting here so washington you, you got to write a letter to the NFL officiating, tell them to look back at this and say, hey, you, you owe us a couple. You know what I mean? If you want to play that game, you better get us back coming up here soon. You owe us a couple. To start the season, I, I told you I had Washington winning 11 games. And it looked pretty bleak, but actually, Washington has only had one bad loss, and that was against the Bears. That that was that was their only bad loss of the year. Honestly, it was. That one, chalk it up to whatever, whatever. They overlooked them. I don't know why, but that was the one bad loss. They were expected to lose to the Bills. They were expected to lose to the Eagles. I actually thought they would beat the Bills, and they didn't. So the reason why I say that is because my prediction makes me only off one, right? I had them losing to the Eagles at home. To start the season, I said, hey, look, divisional games will just say home team gets the win, you know, Either way, 
So that means this week I have the Giants because they're the home team winning. So this is where Washington can fix that. Washington can fix what they did by getting a victory here. And then they're right back on to the same path that I had them on. So social media and even... I guess DC Sports Radio has talked about this. And even I talked about this. So I want to bring all this up because I don't want people to think that, I, that I'm only thinking one way. The trading of players at this point. So we'll just say Chase Young right now. But it's been other players that I've seen. But Chase Young is the one name that keeps getting brought up. Before this season started, I believe I made a little short 30-second video and put it out there. And it was part of this podcast. And I sat here and I said, you got to make a decision on this guy and you got to do it now. Either one, you trade him to get picks or you sign him. And Ron Rivera did not sign him to that fifth-year option. So, I understand that thought process. I believe in that thought process. I think Ron Rivera made a mistake not signing him or trading him at the beginning of the year. We've seen players leave here for minimal to nothing, right? We've seen Hall of Famers leave here. Whatever you think about Kirk Cousins, at the end of the day, he might have a gold jacket. He might not. I don't know. I personally don't think he is a game changer. I don't think he's a winner, but I think he puts up great stats. And that could be good enough for the Hall of Fame, right? Either way, it's a quarterback, and the quarterback is the biggest position in the NFL, and basically you got nothing for him. Trent, like we can go down the line, right? We can continue to go. I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And I also believe if you know as an organization you are not bringing Chase Young back here and or any player, right? Like, let's just not make this about Chase. And you should trade him now to get value back. But why that does not make sense right now? That's the question. Why doesn't that make sense right now? And or I should say this. That actually only makes sense for this reason. If Washington trades away any star, Chase Young's considered a star. If Washington trades away anybody, Wouldn't that be an indicator that Josh Harris, the new ownership group, they already have a GM in place, and he's just, he's like the Wizard of Oz, right? He's the man behind the curtain. We don't know him. We don't know the face. We don't know the name. Because Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is the head coach of the Washington Commanders, and you can say what you want to say about this front office and the GM and this and that, but Dan Snyder left all 
decisions to Ron Rivera. So I don't care about anybody else's name. He is basically the GM, the head coach. He controls everything. So titles out the window, I don't care. And if you're telling me you might not bring this guy back if he does not succeed this year, then why? So let me put this a different way. If you were the head coach, the GM, if you had total control of an organization, and I told you this, if you don't win this season, you're fired. Are you trading anybody for draft picks for next year or the following year? No, because it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You're going to get fired. You will not be here. It does not matter. You're gone. So your goal is to win this season. So I would not, if I was the head coach, and if I had to win right now, I'm not trading anybody for any draft picks because I'm not going to reap that reward, right? Like, I'm not going to be here, so I'm going to trade away stars, so I'm going to lose this season because people who could make me win won't be here, so my team is going to get weaker only for you to succeed. That just doesn't make any sense. So, if, if there's a trade... And that tells me this. They have already moved on from Ron Rivera. They have already decided. They already have a new GM. And then they will probably lose the team. Because if I'm, once again, the head coach, if I'm Ron Rivera and I have to win now and then you take my best players, why am I even coaching hard? Why am I even trying? You are, you're taking away my best players. You're taking away my ability to win. So why would I try? Yeah, he gets a paycheck. He's going to try, right? But there's that doubt in his mind, and he knows he's at, like, and then the, the team will know it. The best thing you can do at this point, because once again, this all goes back to Dan. This all goes back to everything that happened prior to the sell of the team. You got to just ride it out. Even if you have a GM and like, I don't care, right? I don't care if you've already reached out to Sean Payton. I don't care if you've already reached out to Bill Belichick. I don't care if you've already got agreements with whoever and you already know who the head coach is and this and that. It's not fair to the players on the team right now. And I think that's where a Magic Johnson is great because he used to be a player and he's probably going to say the same thing. If you start getting rid of players right now with a coach that's on the hot seat, you don't think that everybody knows what's going on? At that point, it's just total tank, right? It's, you might not win any more games the rest of the year. So you can't, you can't do that because it doesn't make sense. 
for the players that are playing right now. It doesn't make sense for the coaching staff. You just have to let it ride out, right? And at the end of the year, do what you want to do. Tear the hole, burn it down, right? Fire everybody. But you have to let this year play out because of what happened, because of you didn't get before the season started, because it took too long for this cell to go through. I get it, right? That's why, in my opinion, there will be no trades. What you have is what you have. And let me also say this, because we all know the great ones, right? When you play sports, you only need that billboard material. You only need that motivation. And you can use that as motivation. You can use that. Hey, look, nobody believes in us, right? They want to get rid of you. They want to fire me. How about if it's us against the world? That should be the freaking, that should be it. That should be what Rivera that should be what Chase Young, that should be what Jonathan Allen, that should be what Jack Del Rio, anybody who is somebody in that locker room should be posting that up everywhere. Nobody believes in you. Why should you win? Why should you go to the playoffs? Why should you win a Super Bowl? Nobody believes in you. And then you use that for motivation, and every week you go out there and you make them respect you. Moving on now, I will ask you this. My last question. Can this team be a playoff team? Can this team, as built, be a playoff team? 100% they can. 100% they can. In my opinion, this team has been a playoff team. They were just missing the offense. And we are starting to see this offense start to figure something out. We are starting to see this offense start to figure it out together. We have Eric Bieniemy, and everybody wanted to crown him. He was new. He's still new. He's still learning. Sam Howe is still learning. This offense is learning. And what I will say is this. This is a big indicator. This week, we are playing against the New York football giants and their defensive coordinator, Wink, believe his last name is Martindale, came from the Baltimore Ravens. He loves blitzing more than anybody else, so you know it's about pressure, pressure, pressure. So, what should be the offensive game plan? The same as the Broncos, the same as last week, the quick hitters, right? the slants, the screens. It should be get the ball out quickly. Attack them where they are attacking you. Meaning, if they are sending a blitz, that's where you want to send the freaking pass. There's not a defender there because the defender is rushing your quarterback. He left the spot that he's at. 
Now that's where you attack it. This is going to be a great, great indicator. If Eric Bieniemy is who Eric Bieniemy is supposed to be, if Eric Bieniemy has learned anything, it will be this week. It will be quick hitting offense. Just move the ball five yards at a time. Just go right down the field and score. There's a chance Daniel Jones does not play this week. Now, that is big, not because Daniel Jones think what you want to think, right? Like, some people think he's good. Some people think he's not good. I'm not into that debate, but what I will say is this. Daniel Jones, for whatever reason, there's always that one team, right, that every freaking player plays great against, and it's us. When Daniel Jones plays against Washington, Daniel Jones all of a sudden becomes Tom Brady. He all of a sudden becomes Joe Montana and Peyton Manning. You mix them all up and you got Daniel Jones. And hell, you could even throw a little Michael Vick in there because he's he's running, he's throwing, he finds ways to beat us. So if he does not play, that is huge. Washington is a two-point favorite. That's kind of surprising. I mean, I think New York has been a surprising failure, I will say, up to this point. Or, or maybe failure is a little bit strong of a word, but off of what they built last year, I think most people thought New York would be better than what they have been. But that's where you can't fall asleep, right? That's where you can't pull that Thursday night Bears game. Oh, we're playing against the Bears. Let's go out here. Because you'll get embarrassed. Because guess what? Those are NFL football players, and they are motivated. And if you sleep on them, they are going to beat you. And they're going to beat you bad. We have a hard time with the Giants. It's the NFC East. That's a divisional game. You got to win that game. That's going to be a tough game, but it's going to be a game that you have to win. Let's get into our woos, right? Well, my very first woo is going to be for, so it was right before the game. It was unfortunate news. Um, The Leno family had lost a daughter and Lucas was therefore forced pretty much into the um, left tackle position, and that's that's very, very hard to do, right? Like, day of, I don't care if you even had a whole week to prepare, that's still, the left tackle is the hardest position on the offensive line. And he comes out there, and my man played phenomenal. So he gets the first woo. How about... KC Tuhill. KC Tuhill was everywhere. He should be he should be a starter. I mean, I gotta be honest. Like I slept on him. He is energy. He's 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 just football. I mean, he is football smart. He's big, he's fast, he's around every play. Casey Tuhill, get it. 
And then finally, I was going to go with Fuller. And then I thought, man, you know what? The whole defense. I mean, this looked like last year's defense, right? Like, they were just smothering. They were, there was nothing. There was, there was no big plays. The whole defense looked great. So I can't, I can't just give it to Kendall Fuller here. I got to give it to the whole Washington defense. I got to give it to the defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. Great, great, great comeback. Keep it up. Finally, let's get on to prediction time. Here we go. Will Washington beat the New York football giants at MetLife? Like I said, Washington's a two-point favorite. Man, that's a tough one. I actually think Washington wins this one because, once again, I'm going to tell you this. If you want to be a playoff team, you cannot lose to teams that you are more talented than. Washington had no right losing last year to this team. I think this team is on the come up. I still believe that. I think this team has probably the right coaches. We'll see. But this team does not have more talent than Washington. At the end of the day, you can't you can't get out coached. If you get out coached, then you're giving the ownership every reason to fire you, right? You can't get out coached. We have a new offensive coordinator. We still have Jack Del Rio here who finally our defense woke up and looked great again last week. And that's all they got to do, right? If the game plan continues to stay, stay the same, keep it simple, right? Just move the ball down the field, get in the mid-20s, play good defense. We're going to win games. That's all you got to do. I think Washington wins this game, and I think it's a low to medium score game, right? I got Washington 23 New York 19. 23-19. Commanders win this game. And then they are right back on pace for that 11 win game. And then you set up a huge game against the Eagles next week. The Eagles are playing the Dolphins. If the Dolphins beat the Eagles, which a lot of people think they may, hey look, that's for that's neither here nor there. That's whatever his opinion. But if the Dolphins are better than the Eagles and we're better than the Giants and we beat the Giants and the Dolphins win, well, guess what happens next week, ladies and gentlemen? We got a first-place game right here at FedEx Field, and it's going to be bumping. Let's get this win. Let's get this win. Commander, baby. You want to come on in? Come on down, Commander, baby. Hey, boys, been a while, huh? Walking around down here last week, but I'm back now. I was just upstairs, and I was just watching Little Giants. What is Al Bundy doing coaching the Little Giants? Is that who we're playing? 
The little giants with old Al Bundy. Peg gonna be out there smoking a cigarette. Uh, there's no way we're losing this game to Al Bundy and the Giants. The Giants are going down. This game's 35 to 10. Commanders win. And this has been Commanders Uncensored, baby! So long, farewell, our readers, and good night. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight.